Hey there! Is today your first time here? Or maybe your first time in a while? If so, maybe you're wondering exactly who we are and what this church is all about. Well, 
we'd like you to know that we're a group of ordinary people who are on an amazing journey together, following Christ. Our guide is the Bible because it's the divinely inspired Word of God and it will never take us in the wrong direction. Along the way, we hope you'll see that we are welcoming and spiritually passionate and that getting to know you is a big deal to us. We know that the road is rough sometimes, but we'll work really hard to bring practical and relevant messages to equip and encourage you through life's ups and downs. We want you to know that we care about this community and we believe that it's our job to make it a better place. So no matter who you are or where you've been, we're glad you're here with us today. And we hope that you'll join us on our journey, following Christ and living out His plan for us. So welcome to church and happy Easter. Good morning. Good morning, church. Would you please rise for our first song? And while we do that, let us go ahead and greet each other with the ancient words that Christians used many years ago to greet each other on Easter. And that is, hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen. I spin in vanity and pride Caring not my Lord was crucified Knowing not it was for me He died at Calvary By God's word at last my sin I learned Then I trembled at the law I'd spurned to my guilty soul imploring turn to Calvary there your mercy and your grace was free there your pardon multiplied to me there my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary I've given Jesus everything Now I gladly know Him as my King Now my raptured soul can only sing Of Calvary Yeah Your mercy and your grace was free There your pardon multiplied to me salvation's plan Oh, the grace that brought it down to man Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary Yeah Where your mercy and your grace was free There your pardon multiplied to me
I went out early in the morning while it was still dark and I went to the tomb. As I got there, I saw that the stone had been rolled away. So I ran to Simon Peter and the other disciple and I told him, he's gone. Jesus' body is gone. So we went back to the tomb. First the other disciple went in and then Simon Peter followed. All they saw left were the cloths that his body was wrapped in. I went outside the tomb and I wept. And then two angels sat where he once laid and asked me, why are you crying? I said, his, he's gone. My Lord's body is gone and I don't know where they have put him. And then who I thought was the gardener, again asked me, why are you crying, woman? Who are you looking for? And then I said, just take me to where you put him and I will take care of him. And then he just said my name, Mary. And I turned around, it was him. Teacher, it was Jesus. I tried to cling to him, but he said, don't cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to heaven. And go out and tell the disciples and everyone else that I'm here. So I ran and I said, I have seen him. I have seen the Lord.
may be seated. If I can have that Easter greeting up on the screen for a second. So you look at that, Alleluia, Christ is risen. And then your response is going to be, he is risen indeed, Alleluia. I would like to give you a concept that I'm hoping will blow your socks off today. Do you know that those in heaven, those on earth, whether here in Columbus at 1C Church or somewhere else in the world, we are proclaiming the same truth? It is the truth that has changed the course of human history. It is a truth that gives us hope and peace and joy and victory. So I want you to think about that as we're going to say this again. And if you are... If you are like me and you contemplate this, if you think about what this truth is all about, I think we're going to probably say these words at the top of our voice with all of our heart, as much gusto as you have, because this truth is what made a difference for you and for me for eternity. So I'm going to start it out. And remember, your words are, he is risen indeed, hallelujah. Okay? Hallelujah, Christ is risen. For you, for me, for the world. And I pray that this message would get out. Get out of these four walls, into our hearts, into our lives, into our minds, our mouth, and how we interact with people. Family, friends, neighbors, coworkers, classmates, you name it. This truth changes lives. So I pray that God's spirit would stir you. All right, a couple quick announcements. First off, glad you're here. Glad you're here to celebrate this resurrection and this victory for all of us. I know we have guests here today. We, we're delighted you're with us. We'd love to get to know you. A couple ways for you to do that. Number one, you can text 1C guest to 94000, or you could stop at the Next Steps counter in the family gathering area, which is out over there. And we have a gift for you. We'd just like to get, get to know you and meet you. So if you would do that. Secondly, we're going to have prayer time a little bit later, and if you are sitting here today and you've got a prayer request, prayer of thanksgiving, prayer of concern, anything in between, you can text that prayer request to 402-242-5051. And if you are on Facebook Live today, you can actually put your prayer request into the comment section or text it, and we'll make sure we include those in worship today. And glad you're with us, Facebook Live. Uh, also, we're going to have communion, and communion is a gift that God has given to his people and to his church. Here at 1C, we believe that communion, the Lord's Supper, is bread and wine, body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. It's a gift that he has given us to strengthen us in our journey on this earth until we get to heaven, all right? And if this is your belief, we want you to join, join us in this celebration and if you did not receive the elements before the service on the way in, you can get up during um, either the kids' message, but do it soon, and you can go into the family gathering area by the kitchen window, and we'll have the elements there for you so that you could celebrate with us. All right? Great. Come on up here. Well, happy Easter, boys and girls. Today we're talking about love and God's love and that God's love never fails. And John chapter 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son that who would ever believe in him would not perish but have life everlasting. And, well, so we have a world here. And I have a piece of paper that represents God's love. And I'm going to see if I can cut a hole big enough to surround the whole world. Do you think I can do it? What do you think, boys and girls? Yeah? All right, good. I think I can too. Let's see. All right. Here we go. Here's God's love. Oh, yeah, no problem. It is big enough to surround the world, isn't it? And you know who's in the world, boys and girls? You are. I am. And so God's love is big enough to surround us. So I'm going to let God's love surround me. Oh, no. Look. It broke. Hmm. You know what? Sometimes it's easier to believe that God can love the whole world when we think about everybody else. But sometimes when we think about ourselves, we remember the, the mistakes that we've made, the sins that we've committed. We think about the good things that we wish we would have done that we didn't do. 
And sometimes it's hard to believe that God's love is big enough to surround us. But we don't have a big enough picture of God's love or a big enough picture of the world. So I brought a bigger picture of the world because when the Bible says God so loved the world, that means he loved everybody who has ever lived since the creation of the world all the way to today and then even everybody who will ever, 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 ever be born in the future. That is a big world, and that's a lot of people, but God's love is even bigger than that. So I've got another one of these pieces of paper that represents God's love, and you know what? God's love is bigger than we could ever think or imagine. It's more powerful, so I'm going to cut this piece of paper, and you know what? We're going to see if this piece of paper that represents a bigger picture of God's love is big enough to surround this big world. Because God's love is just huge. It's so big, boys and girls. It's bigger than we could ever think. It's bigger than we could ever imagine. And then when I count to three, I want you to yell really loud that God's love never fails. Can you do that, boys and girls? On the count of three, yo, God's love never fails. All right. One, two, three. God's love never fails. Because God's love is so big, it is big enough to surround this world. It's big enough to surround you. It's big enough to even surround me Because God's love never fails. And you know what? God loves you so much that he sent Jesus to die for you on the cross, to rise from the grave, and he's alive. And that's what Easter's all about. Because people thought Jesus failed on that Good Friday when he died on the cross. But they didn't have a big enough picture of God's love Because Jesus didn't fail. Three days later, he rose from the grave alive. He defeated sin. He defeated death. He defeated the devil and the grave. And nothing can defeat God's love. Because God's love never fails. Will you pray with me? We'll fold our hands, bow our heads, and you can repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us so much. For dying on the cross for us. And rising from the grave. You are alive, Jesus. And we want to live with you. Amen. All right, one more time. Nice and loud on the count of three. God's love never fails. Okay. One, two, three. God's love never fails. Amen. baby boy who's come to earth to bring us joy again we come to sing the song for you but that's not where your story ends you give your life to make amends with every breath we're singing Thorns on your head was placed 
Mocked and flogged to show disgrace The cross he bore was burdened with our shame Our sins would drive the nails And you that rugged cross was our cross too Still every breath you drew was for Holy Communion, we're going to take a moment to, well, confess our sins, but even more important than that is to hear the goodness of God and all that he's done for us. So let's go to him in prayer. Heavenly Father, on this day of celebration, we do take a step back and we do confess to you that we sin. We sin against you, we sin against each other. We do it by our words, our deeds, our actions. And as your scripture says, our sin is, is filthy. It's ugly. It's deadly. So thank you that you understand our plight and thank you that you decided to do something about that sin that we couldn't do ourselves. We praise you and lift our alleluias because of your son Jesus for his suffering, his death, his resurrection. All that he accomplished is he took our sin upon him. So not just on Easter, but every day, we're going to lift our alleluias to you, Father. And we're going to thank you for the goodness that you have for all your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
our service as we experience the goodness of God in the gift of Holy Communion. So if you would, please take the elements out at this time. And uh, every week what I do is I, I, I share the scripture where we find this meal recorded. And then after I share that scripture, then I'll invite you to take each of the elements individually. As the Bible tells us, our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper. And after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them saying, Drink of it all of you. This cup is the new testament of my blood which is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. So if you would, take the bread and take and eat. This is the body of Christ given for you. And then, if you would, take the juice or the wine and then take and drink. This is the blood of Jesus shed for you. And now may the, this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the one true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer this morning. Father, we thank you. The gift that you've given us in your son is the resurrection on Easter. Paved a way for us to be able to come to you all of our cares and needs and wants for you care for us prayers for my family my daughters and my sons that you lead them and guide them in their life a prayer of thanks Father God for after two summers without AC we finally got central air installed in our home last week a prayer for continued strength and healing for my marriage 
Father, we thank you for all these prayers here this morning and the ones unspoken on our hearts. For you know what's on our hearts even before we speak it. We just thank you that you care for us. Join me in the Lord's Prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You ready? Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. That truth, right? It is the most incredible truth, life-changing truth that we can experience. Again, not just in the four walls of the church, but wherever we are, this truth of Christ's resurrection means everything. It means eternity. Well, as we get ready to uh, take this journey, um, I have an illustration we're going to put before you. And some of you know a little bit of my story. Um, I was a very naughty boy. Wherever trouble was, you would find Jim Thielen very close. I just seemed to be a friend of it. I could find it almost anywhere, any place. It was just... So, I'm going to give you an illustration. I don't know if it really happened. I, you know, I, there were so many bad, naughty things I did. I can't remember them all. But we're going to illustrate something that I could have very well have done um, back when I was nine years old. In fact, let's, take, let's bring our, our actor out. Um, we have Ruben right here. Stay over here, right over here. And he's going to play Jim Thielen, age nine. Okay? Got that? Age nine. And I'm going to stand over here. And I'm going to bring you back in time. My dad, a handy kind of man, he would uh, build rec rooms or family rooms. He would kind of do lots of different things. He built a garage. Um, I got to help him a little bit with that. We did some roofing. I did some of that with him. Um, and he would maybe tinker a little bit with cars, not a lot. Maybe the most he would ever do would be change oil. And I remember him saying to me, Leave that alone. It was a nice pail full of dirty, slimy, sludgy oil. What do you think I heard after my dad said that? Yeah, touch it, play with it, do whatever. So there was this moment where my dad wasn't near me, and I was getting close to the oil. And I literally heard the oil say, touch me. <laughs> and so I did. And the feeling between my index finger and the thumb was so good, I needed more. So you know what I did? Yeah. I thought, well, if a little is good, a lot is better. And, oh, did it feel good. Now, honestly, parents, I'm sorry if I'm giving ideas to your kids. It's not my intent. But as I was doing that, I wasn't thinking the whole thing through. What am I going to do now? I'm in trouble. I know. I'll try to clean it off. Yeah, you're, you're, you're doing it. Excuse me, Ruben, you look like a trained professional. Have you tried this before? Maybe last service. <laughs> but it wasn't good enough. Dad's going to see, Dad's going to notice I'm in trouble. So I really tried hard, and then I finally thought, okay, I need, I need to, I'm going to sneak into the house. I'm going to go into the bathroom. And the bathroom had all white tile. Not a good thing, folks. Oil, white tile, not a good thing. So, I mean, it was getting all over. I was in trouble. I knew I was in trouble. So then I, I might as well face it. So I, I decided 
Dad? Dad, could you come here? I didn't want to say those words. And Dad starts walking from the living room. I can hear his steps getting closer. He walks down the hallway. And then that moment when you see the handle move, my heart stopped. (laughs) And I thought I was in trouble. I thought I would get a what for. I mean, I, I mean, really. But instead, my dad took me from the bathroom into the kitchen, and then he reached into a cupboard, and he pulled out some paper towel, and then this orange, gritty stuff. Do you know what that is? Have you ever used it? It's used for getting oil off hands. It's like he knows what to do. So he takes my hands, and he, he puts that on, and start rubbing that off, and then he takes the cloth, and he starts cleaning me up. And, and not a word was spoken, but I could tell. I could tell my dad cared. I could tell my dad loved me. I could tell my dad wanted me to be clean. And he wasn't going to stop until I was clean. And I want to stop right here. And I want you to know that this is not just a story of Jim Thielen or Reuben. This is all our story. Because of sin, we are filthy. Because of sin, we are grimy. Because of sin, we're going to be in trouble with our Heavenly Father because of that sin. But the good thing is, our Heavenly Father decided to do something about the sin. So he sent his son Jesus to die a horrible death, taking on our sin, and then he rose on the third day, and because of that, it's different. And what happened was, the Heavenly Father showed that he has stronger, better stuff than sin. And he could clean us up and give us eternity because he loves us. Can I hear an amen? amen? Yeah. I mean, that's the truth of God's love. So let's, let's applaud our actors. So thank you so much. Yeah. At first, I was going to be, I was going to play the dad part. But I'm thinking, I don't, I don't want to get dirty. So this morning, I, I said, Greg, would you, would you be willing to do me a favor? And he said, yes. He's so willing. So anyway, that's our story. That's the story of Easter. That's the story of the resurrection. That's the story of uh, you and me. I was thinking about when this all started. And really, if we go before creation of the world, you know, before God made the heavens and the earth, he knew that we were going to get into sin. He knew that we would be filthy with sin, He knew that we would be in trouble forever, eternity. That's a long time if you don't know. And he's put into motion a plan of salvation so that we can have life and eternity and hope and joy. And it was on his heart from the very beginning. So yeah, we get to the creation account, six days, God rested. Then we go through all these thousands of years and then we find Jesus coming onto the scene as a babe in Bethlehem. Then he grows up. And then at the age of 33, we watch him walk into Jerusalem. And I don't know if you remember the, the week, this, this last week, from Palm Sunday all the way till now. I just think that Holy Week is a roller coaster of emotions. How many of you like roller coasters? I heard of people like you. You know what, my, and I told this one other time, but I'll tell you again. Uh, when my um, girlfriend at the time, we went to an amusement park, and it was time to go on to a roller coaster, and this big, burly guy named Jim Thielen said, I'll hold the purses and sit on a park bench. <laughs> I didn't want the emotion of a roller coaster. 
And I just felt that it was my job and duty to protect those purses. And then I, I, my favorite ride, it's called the park bench. And if it's on an angle, it's even more exciting. Try it someday. It's phenomenal. Um, but really, Holy Week, seriously, is a myriad of emotions. And I was thinking about how we deal with emotions today. With emojis. How many of you have ever used an emoji? Raise your hand. Okay, if you're sitting next to somebody, all right, that you could tell doesn't know what an emoji is, you can kind of talk to them now about it. But I'm going to show you some emojis that capture Holy Week. It's a, it's a beautiful story of God's movement. So let's start out with this one. <sighs> Palm Sunday. I mean, really, almost everybody that lined the streets, they were shouting Hosanna, which means save us. They were putting their palm branches down. They were putting their cloaks down. They were so excited that this Jesus is now coming into Jerusalem. I mean, honestly, ear to ear, they were smiling. They were rejoicing. We get to this very intimate moment now on Thursday. We have a couple accounts between Sunday and Thursday, but we get to Thursday and we find Jesus doing something pretty strange. Here he is the son of God and now he's going to wash the feet of his disciples and his friends. And he's going to talk to them about love and he's going to give them the meal of Holy Communion. I mean, all these acts of love because he just loves them and it was a very spiritually intimate moment between he and a couple of his friends. Okay, celebrating the Passover meal. We now get into the garden, the Garden of Gethsemane, and we find Jesus praying to his Father, and you can hear his heart. As the disciples kept falling asleep, we have Jesus praying, Lord, Lord, if you could take this cup from me, not my will, but your will be done. And we're told also that I think the anxiety of the moment, all of that's going on, the humanity of Christ, it says that he was literally um, sweating drops of blood. It was such an intense moment. The angry emoji. How could anybody betray Jesus? How could anybody set up this moment, this circumstance, where he's going to go and give a kiss on Jesus' cheek as the announcement that this is the guy you need to get? Wow, what a moment. We go a little bit later, and we find Peter in the courtyard. Bold, brazen Peter. Surely he's going to stand up for Jesus, but we find, what does he do? He denies Jesus three times. And uh, just so you know, that's the perplexed look, right, of, of an emoji, right? I just don't get it. How could somebody do that? And then we see Jesus on the cross. I'll just tell you, I think if I were there, I don't think there would be any words to describe what I'm seeing and feeling. I'd be speechless. And then we find that after his death, he is placed into a tomb, into, into this hillside, and a, a stone is rolled in front of it. And I don't know about you, but I remember, I remember my parents' death. I remember the funeral or the celebration of life, as, as it can be called. But I remember the tears at the gravesite saying goodbye. But that's not the last emoji. That's not the last emotion. And here's one. Because of the resurrection of Jesus, we have joy and we have comfort and they coexist and they come to people like you and me. Why? It's because the journey of Jesus on Holy Week 
often, and I'm guessing if you're as human as me, it mirrors what we go through in life. I mean, here's the list again. We can have excitement. We can have intimate moments where, you know, a lot of love is expressed. We can have grief and sorrow, anger. We could be perplexed by life. We could be speechless at what we see. We can have sadness. This last part, this last part, joy and comfort, and this sense of God's love for me. That's this moment called Easter. So here's a question for us to ponder. Why is the resurrection such a source of joy and comfort to people of all ages? If you would, take a moment to look at what we call our environmental projection, which is on each side. So you could look on each side, it'll be fine. Love never fails. This is the end of a sermon series where we looked at 1 Corinthians 13. We looked at the, this um, author named Paul was writing down to the Corinth church about what love is and what love isn't. But the last part of it is in 1 Corinthians 13, 8a. Just that little bit. And it says, love never fails. That's... That's how we can have comfort and joy because, well, we have some conclusive evidence because of the resurrection of a couple of very important things. Number one, that the Christ is the Son of God and that his teachings are true. You know, through his time with the disciples, he would tell them, I'm going to suffer many things, I'm going to die, and then I'm going to rise again. And he said it repeatedly, and the disciples had a hard time believing it. They just couldn't wrap their minds around it. In fact, that was one of my comments on Facebook this week, as I was thinking of Holy Week. I just can't get my mind around this. It's my sin, my problem, my issue, and yet he says, I'll take it, I'll do it. And he made a promise, and he kept it. Amazing. Or that the, God the Father has accepted the sacrifice of his son for the sins of the world. You've you got to remember, part of the storyline is God says, you and me, we're supposed to be holy and perfect if we're going to get into heaven. We're not holy and perfect. Remember, that is the picture of you and me. We are dirty with sin. We're filthy with sin. In Isaiah, we're, we're told that it's like filthy rags. That's just all that we bring to the table. And yet God says, you know what? I'll take the payment that was paid by Jesus. Because you and me, we would never be able to pay for our sins. We don't have enough in our account. We would always come short. But God, our Heavenly Father, accepts the payment. And that all believers will rise to life eternal. I wish the world would know this. Another Facebook thing I put on this morning was I just love the idea that I am celebrating Easter with my mom and dad. And you're thinking, well, okay, that's nice. You know, so am I. Well, my mom and dad are up in heaven. I'm celebrating Easter with them because the resurrected Lord connects us between time and space. They're rejoicing in Jesus and his resurrection. I'm rejoicing with Jesus and the resurrection. And there is a joy and a comfort that cannot be matched by this world. And this is what God wants all people to know. That in Christ and in Christ alone, we can have life eternal. With no more tears and sorrow and pain and hurt. And that awaits for those who put their faith and trust in Jesus. And I hope you know that. I mean, all too long in my life, I thought Christianity was just a religion of many religions. But when I became 17 and the message came and landed here, I realized that Christianity is a relationship, not a religion. It's not a set of rules and expectations. Rather, it is Christ has done it all because he loves you. And that love will never 
fail. I'm going to say this, and this is not because of people next to you, but guess what? People around you, next to you, in front of you, and back of you, they will fail you at times. It's just the way life is. Our health may fail us. Finances may fail us. Our um, employer may fail us. Our teacher or our students. I mean, I can give you a long list of people and their love and how it may fail you at times. But God's love never fails. So hold on to that. Hold on to it for dear life and actually for life here on this earth and in the glories of heaven. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Alleluia. Let's stand and we're going to share our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. Together we profess, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I share with you now the blessing that comes from God to you, each of you, as we journey in life. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace now and forever. Amen. Comes flowing down
sing with us. At the cross, at the cross, I surrender my life. I Happy Easter, everybody. Go in peace and serve the Lord. And at the cross, I-